Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Sentimental Garbage, the podcast where we talk about the culture we love that society sometimes makes us feel ashamed of. My name is Caroline and I photoshopped our faces together to see what our babies would look like. And she just got back from frosting herself. It's Elizabeth Sankey. <laughs> it's such a disgusting t- phrase, isn't it? <laughs> the idea Fast of- sale. <laughs> so I'm going to do a Matthew McConaughey accent. Like, as it's much so as important that you do. <laughs> hey, pretty lady. Like, Frost yourself. Frost yourself. Well, that just sounds like you're covered in chairs. <laughs> do you know what so I mean? So shit. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I could talk just a lot about the 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 Delawa lady as well, like with oh, her yeah. pink the yes. thing and the I love pink dress. I love this movie. Yeah, I love this movie. I think that like okay, so this is everyone can read, so everyone knows the title is a guy in ten days, the two thousand and three uh, hit that started off the juggernaut of uh, Matthew McConaughey's rom com career, of which I think we touched on this in the Barbie episode, but. Uh, I speak a lot about the kind of the hunk to hero trajectory of like how the female or female audiences sort of nurture male stars in rom-coms and then they reach 42. They get a few lines in their face and then they get to be in like serious films mm, and then yeah. they bolt out the barn door and they never come back. Yeah, they just desert us. But leave us. This was where he was better. <laughs> I mean, okay, I want to get this out of the way. Yeah. I think that Matthew McConaughey... I'm someone who... Any rom-com I watch, no mm. matter who it is, they I will start watching a rom-com that I've never seen before and I'll think, they're not going to get me with this guy. I'm not going to end up mm. this film fancying, mm. at the end of this film fancying this guy. And then every single time it, it works and I'm yeah. like Googling their name and the word wife, even though I've been married for like <laughs> a million years. But Matthew McConaughey is the one person that just does nothing for me. Oh no, not me either. Like, I don't yeah. want to. I don't want to be with him or bang him or anything, but it's more just like... I think he's really stupid. It's just the watchability, I think. Yeah, no, I think he's yeah, I think, I think he's, he's genuinely like really dumb. dumb. Like really I listened to him on this podcast and I had a different podcast and I had to stop listening because he was just talking about this book he'd written for children. Green lights? Oh no, that's the memoir he wrote about yeah, okay. when there's a green light you need to go. But is there a children's book? <laughs> when there's a green light you need to go. <laughs> um, okay. But yeah, so he wrote a book for children and it was all about how like we had a story where Billy is a liar. So Billy is a little kid and he lies. And you can't say to him that he's a liar. You have to say, you lie. Because if you call a kid a liar... And it was just like 20 minutes of him explaining why you shouldn't like label children. And that's like a book that he has written. <laughs> anyway, I, I, I'm sure he's a really nice guy, but... Yeah. He just seems so stupid. And he also just seems... He'll be seems... so reassured to hear you say that. Yeah, he's, you're so nice. You're just really dumb. No, yeah, I don't fancy him either. Um, But I do think that they that he is very charismatic in this film. And he just... I think it takes a certain kind of man to carry a rom-com like this. 
which I, is that basically that thing of like a stupid premise that is sold in by really magnetic performances. I think she is absolutely incredible. In mm-hmm. this. I think Kate Hudson, this is one of the finest like comedic performances in yeah. cinema history. Like uh-huh. It's unbelievable how funny she is and how winning and charming. She was 23. What? Like it's, she's, there are so many amazing moments, but I feel like they really struggled to find the male lead for this. Right. And I can kind of see why, because it's a quite, it's a really difficult part to play. I yeah. Think. But I, I don't know. I think he was really miscast. I think it should have been somebody who was like much more uptight and like straight laced and workaholic and didn't, you know, ever want anything to do. Basically the flip of like mm. what the female character normally is, like work obsessed, doesn't want any of any kind of to think about love. And then has this woman like being absolutely insane mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and that sort of like shakes him loose. Mm. Like Matthew McConaughey's main character trait in this is that he likes sport. There's so much sport in this There's film. There's so much sport in this film. And it made me think a lot of... Um, so I like I think that this came out in 2003. So it's interesting because a lot of the rom-coms we cover on this show, I discovered as a teenager when they were already old, you know, like Runaway Bride or something. But this, I, I remember it so much as a contemporaneous cinema experience of like being 13, which is that perfect age to watch a movie like this and getting these very like almost Duplo block version of what adult careers look like of like when I grow up I'm going to go work for a women's magazine and I'm going to be their how-to girl which is a position that definitely exists (laughs) or I'm going to work in advertising and say frost your shelf and I actually (laughs) did work in women's media and advertising so Mm. my dreams came true Mm. Um, but uh, yeah experiencing it as like a proper like popcorn cinema experience and loving it instantly and loving that whole era of rom-coms that was like 2002 2005 yeah it was a really strong period yeah 13 going on 30 like i feel like it all sort of this is the last gasp of the classic genre yeah it was like what starts with when harry met sally and Mm -hmm. then kind of peaks around this period because you're starting into like getting crazy premise and then there was failure to launch as well yes another another mcconaughey vehicle yes crazy film but yeah I, i agree i think this was this was and it's such it's such an archetypal that time period rom com. Like she works at a, a woman's magazine, he works in advertising. Like she's called Andy Anderson. He's called Ben Barry. <laughs> ben Barry. I mean, it was based on like a stick figure book. You know, this? yes, yeah. like a like an advice book, like right? A really simple little comic, basically. <laughs> um, and it's so yeah, it's it's definitely the last sort of time where there was a premise and it worked ish. I think after this, you just kind of are getting into really crazy stuff that just like, it's yeah. like the wheels are coming off. Yeah. Because they've just run out of ideas. But yeah. Um, I feel like maybe the last of that, and maybe it was a couple of years later, would have been 27 Dresses. I love 27 I Dresses. Like, I like yeah, it as yeah. well, but it's when very premisey premises start to feel a little... Like funny, like not ha ha funny, but funny peculiar kind yeah. of thing. And at the same time, which is funny because it's like Catherine Heigl is the star of both of them. But I feel like when Knocked Up comes in like 2005, I think, mm-hmm. it sort of restarts the game. It's like, you know, the pen in the back of the Tamagotchi. Of yes. like, we're back to low premise when Harry met Sally, just people talking and connecting. Yeah. Except now they have this kind of male stonery spin on them, which is what yeah. Judd Apatow sort of makes his fortune out of. Yeah, I think like the. It's so funny with romantic comedies because 
when when they feature men as the protagonist and it's yeah. coming from the male perspective it's art it's art <laughs> and it's like it, oh my gosh like Notting Hill I don't like rom-coms but Notting Hill is so good or 500 Days of Summer is yeah. so good what do all these things have in common exactly and it's like yeah. or why, High Fidelity yeah mm. why do you think like it's the same for us but for us it's sort of this it's derided and it gets terrible reviews and all of that stuff whereas for men it's like no it's classic <laughs> but yeah um, this was definitely a really high point and I I also feel like it's an elevated, like, teen rom-com. Yes, yeah, like she, 100%. I have a theory in my head that I've had for a while that Kate Hudson's character in this, Andy, mm. is Jessica Wakefield if Elizabeth died in their, like, 20s, early 20s. You mean the Sweet Valley High Sweet twins? Valley it High took twins. me a minute. <laughs> Come on. Come on, keep up. <laughs> because this are so... Elizabeth dies, right? Okay. And it's re- and ma- this is, I did not exceed this comment. This is not in my notes. I love this. And she, and Jess, it like breaks her. Okay. Okay. Like her son. Elizabeth dies. And Jesse, Jess was the evil twin no, in, in a sense, wasn't well, she? There's also the evil twin, Margot. Was she Mar- was Margot actually the evil twin? Was she actually a twin? Anyway. Anyway. But um, I remember Jess, Jessica being the bad girl. Yeah, Jess is right. such a bad girl. Right. And then Elizabeth is like, wants you know writes for the school paper i think has a dubious relationship with her teacher but whatever um has like the perfect boyfriend jess is like the cheerleader Mm. who's always there's one book where she dyes her hair black and she's like i'm french now (laughs) yeah and so i feel like jessica elizabeth dies and jessica sort of wants to continue her legacy so she's like i'm gonna go to new york Mm. i'm gonna (laughs) get a job at a newspaper that's what liz would have done i'm gonna be a better friend i'm gonna write about tajikistan tajikistan (laughs) i don't know how to say it and how to bring peace peace to tajikistan tajikistan yeah um that's what i that's what i kind of think like and so that it sort of fits with that that this is a teen film about a bet, you know, I was a bet. Oh my god, that, that, that's the thing. It's like it's, and you know, if you're thinking about this as like the beginning of the end of this kind of very, very premisey rom com, it's so sort of perfect that it's like the two like big devicey things of like that that, that was so frequently used in teen rom coms as well. Either it's for an article or it's for a bet, and this is for both an article and a bet. <laughs> and it's also, I mean. Have you ever, because you've I've done a bit of writing, but you've done a lot more writing than me. Have you ever, like, declared your love for someone in an article? <laughs> the, like when I, I have... started writing this article, <laughs> yeah. it was to discover what it took for a man to. What I ended up discovering was myself, yeah. and someone pretty amazing too. It's like <laughs> yeah. I watched that scene so many times. Oh my god! <laughs> so many movies, even as recently as like Amy Schumer's Trainwreck, like they oh, were using that device. It. I loved it. <laughs> yeah, they do, don't they? She like, oh god, oh god, and they always want to write about really serious stuff. Like at the end, uh, I think Andy says to her boss, um, "I want to. What about like religion?" 
economics. I'm like, you want to write about religion? That seems really intense and quite scary. Like, I don't know, the things that they want to write about are always really like, I'm a serious journalist. Uh, it, yeah, I have a master's from Colombia. Yeah, yeah, I want to bring peace to Turkmenistan. Yeah. I'm like, no, don't. Just write about shoes. Like, You're really better. good at it. Yeah. This, so, um, okay, first I want to, I feel like we skipped over something important, yeah, sorry, which sorry, is sorry. why, no, 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 I'm the one who's getting wrapped up in the Wakefields. Um, the why this movie? What why why do I like it? Well, well why have you picked it of all the things we could pick? Because I okay, so as I said, like romantic comedies are a very um big genre for me. I'm I, I it's I'm hard push to find one that I haven't that I don't love. Um and they I never think they're going to get me and they always get me. But this one in particular, I just think what Kate Hudson is doing in this film is so incredible. It is such an amazing performance. And it's and I think she had Almost Famous, then she had this, and then she sort of ended up being pushed to the side and doing these romantic comedies where she always plays this like ice maiden or this like really horrible friend who like steals your boyfriend. I'm a big fan of raising Helen myself. For me, the triumvirate of her oh, like filmography Helen, yeah. is Almost Famous this and Raising Helen and I actually don't think she's done anything else good have you seen Bride Wars I have not seen Bride Wars it's been recommended a few times because in that she plays this like ice maiden who's like desperate to get married Mm. before her best friend and says things like you don't fit Vera Wang dresses to your body you fit your body to Vera Wang dresses right she's like and there's just this I feel like they Hollywood like misunderstood or maybe it's the parts that she was taking like mm. what her magic is and I think it's this she is very composed you know mm. she works at composure and she's also very composed but she's also there's like a vulnerability there and mm. there's um and there's a and she's like you're the best friend that you have who will probably snog the boy that you fancy and she mm. knows you fancy him but you don't mind because you were never actually going to get with him because he was never going to notice you. And she's so great and she's so beautiful. And she's just, I don't know, there's something about this character that I just think is like pure gold. The, the thing that it reminded me of the most when I was watching her, I was like, yeah, this is like this one in a million magnetism. It's like, it makes you feel completely fine about Nepo Baby is watching Kate Hudson. Yes. <laughs> I'm like fine with it. But the thing it put me in mind of the most was Rachel Green. Like yes, it's it's a very yes. Jennifer Aniston's Rachel yeah, Green. Yeah. And like when you watch Friends again, like you are, she's always the main character of Friends for me. And I think most women probably feel that way. Of like, yeah. while the even though like technically speaking, Rachel is supposed to be like if they're all playing out these archetypes, she's the rich girl who was used to living off her father and her parents was supposed to get married, and then she has to rough it as a waitress. But it always feels much more 360 as a character and just a really fleshed out, lived in girl as opposed to Phoebe is kooky, Malika's uptight mm. and then Rachel's a girl, you know? Yeah, and and yeah. The, the the fullness and the funniness and like how you can see Jennifer Aniston in that role like stretch a line or really play with it or really make B material, A material. Kate Hudson is doing the exact same thing in this, I think. Yeah, completely. And... Just there's so many moments where she's either making me like when she's like peekaboo, like, yeah. like just quote the warrior king. I know, you... and it's it's so hard to play an annoying person and not be annoying in that yeah. performance. But you also do believe that she's someone who like loves sports and yeah. is finding so much 
fun in this. And I just feel like Matthew McConaughey's character just drops the ball, literally, where he's just like, oh, are you all right? You know, like there's a, there's a bit. <laughs> she does, because also she does it in Almost Famous as well, where she, she kind of can like cry in this way that you're like, oh, my God. Um, but she... There's a point in the bathroom, and this goes. Oh, I love this scene. Yeah, (laughs) much my Elizabeth Jessica Wakefield theory, where she kind of hints at this thing that's happening. Yes, yeah. Like, what is going on? Why you never hear about tragic backstory, but you, it is hinted towards. And his response is, "Give us a smile." Like he just tells her to smile, and then he has sex with her, and it's like. There's, there's. I think it's the writing, but I also think it's. It was a difficult film for them to like find the right character for it. It should be someone like Steve Martin, Steve Martin and Goldie Hawn. Steve Martin. Yeah, I mean, completely the wrong. Right. (laughs) Oh, right, because he was in Goldie (laughs) Hawn in Overboard. No, No, not Overboard. um, House Sitter. The House Sitter. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, someone who's like kind of infuriated by her but also is like what are you doing like Mm. what is going on with you like we need to talk about this okay i'm gonna soft pedal ben affleck of that era i think would have done a nice job yeah that would have been really interesting yeah yeah because we've seen what he can do in shakespeare in love but we also which is my favorite performance in shakespeare in love i love it so much (laughs) that's like the only uh, character like performance of his where i'm like you're really hot I know because like that's the thing. It's the same thing with um uh, Ryan Gosling as Ken. It's like yeah. the only time I've ever found Ryan Gosling attractive because he's oh, being no, silly I, and well, like yeah. in a world where men would rather die than be not taken seriously. When someone's just going like both Ken and silliness, it's so attractive it's to me. So attractive, yeah. And um, yeah, I just love him in that. Like every and he just just doesn't fit into that film in Shakespeare in Love. It's like what do you you protect like. This is like we all know it's because you were dating Gwyneth Paltrow that you're in this, and you were just hanging around. And you were like, "I will be an actor." It's the best. It's the best. That's a really good shout because I've been racking my brains trying to think because you need somebody that is like who can do the working class home scenes exactly. Yeah. that's the thing as well. That does, but who can also be I a believable Madison Avenue ad exec? Yeah, yeah, and and also the thing of like. I feel like Matthew McConaughey is like a real southern gentleman. and But he's such an American character. Like mm. In England or the UK, if somebody, if a guy's really into sports, mm-hmm. they also probably vote Tory and talk with like plums in their mouth like they're not somebody that you're going to be like they're cool and sophisticated and like and yeah and i think that's the thing is it and he's so he's such like that american high school teen jock you know quarterback all of that and it looks great on the beach with his shirt off like surfing you know it has like quite a basic kind of knowledge of stuff but can win because he looks gorgeous and Mm -hmm. but it and I just don't feel like there's um there's any sort of British character or UK character or UK actor that kind of does the same you can slot into that somebody who's so jockey and so extra yeah so I wonder if there's that you wouldn't also hate yeah I wonder if there's a level of it that I don't get because Mm. like it's a cultural thing because I just think about I just always when I'm watching rom-coms put myself in the role of the female lead and I'm like he would not yeah (laughs) thank you yes and I do it really well but um he would not go he would meet someone like me like a dyed in the wool indie girl who's Mm -hmm. like spent time in psychiatric wards and he would just like not know what the fuck to do with me he'd be like wow so you were 
in a psychiatric ward. Let's create, give us a smile. Like, <laughs> and I think like that's why I'm just like I don't. Okay, is, we're, we're getting off the film, but like sorry, what, sorry. No, but I'm curious. Who, what, um, typical romantic hero of a rom com would you say would understand your psychiatric ward? <laughs> Mr. Darcy. Of course. Darcy. Yeah, Obviously, that's, like... that, that's a cheat because it's British. I oh, mean, an okay, American, okay, okay. perfect teeth, full throttle. I th- um, yeah, that's a good point. You can't say Tom Hanks because he's, I feel like, British. Also, I don't <laughs> culturally British in a way he doesn't even realize. He likes typewriters. He's definitely yeah. culturally British. Um, yeah, that is really. Mm. Oh, Heath Ledger. <laughs> oh, good one. Good one. Australian. Oh, yeah, Australian. Maybe you just hate American men. That's okay. So, okay, my defense, I, I hear you, I see you, I validate. I yeah, yeah, yeah. My defense of Matthew McConaughey is that I think he is very good at generating um, heat and charisma with his leading ladies. I think I really believe that him and Kate Hudson are attracted to one another. In that movie, yeah, I yeah I agree, but I don't think I agree, but I don't mm-hmm. think it's going to last longer than like a few months. Those no, sorry. I think that she's got, she's too complex for him. She's she's too much going on with her. She needs someone who like he doesn't challenge her enough. I love that. I'm like, <laughs> she's my best friend in the whole world, and I'm. She just, really is your best friend I'm in the really whole world. You love Andy her. Anderson. <laughs> I do love Andy. Also, the reason I want to talk about this film was because it was such a formative film mm. for me. Because it's a cool girl that I was yeah. like, okay, I could, I, I, don't, I could never look like Andy Anderson, but I could definitely do some of this stuff as opposed to say like Mary and something is about Mary. Mm. Something about Mary, where she's that's that's just a very male that's just a man basically. They've just written a male character and then mm-hmm. cast Cameron Diaz in the role. Whereas Andy's got like this femininity and this softness that I was like, yeah, yeah, that that's fine. And yeah. I did all of the stuff, oh, the good stuff. We've all done stuff. the things, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And then it works, and you realize, especially like in your twenties, it really works, and you realize, oh, this is actually really appealing to have a girl that like doesn't mind if you don't call her or like mm. well is it's great when you just eat a burger on the day and all of that stuff like I did all of that and I, yeah this film was really um it, it it was really interesting watching it back after the first time in years and post the cool girl conversation that obviously first came up in that monologue in Gone Girl and then it now I think the new generation referred to it as the pick me girl which is the thing of... I don't know that. You don't know this. I thought it was the I'm not like other girls girl. That, yeah, that's it's yeah. all kind of part of the same umbrella. I okay. think the pick me girl is just sort of somebody who intentionally sells out their own gender in order and mi- and mirrors the opposite gender in order to sort of fit okay. in and be picked. You but know? isn't that just cool girl? It's, it's all sort of... It's of a piece. Okay. Uh, and it's sort of everywhere. And this film is kind of fascinating to me in that it's like... It's a film that's aimed and made for not cool girls, right? For like girls who like rom-coms yeah. and like being at sleepover and they they watch it and they want to work at Composure magazine. They want to be the how-to girl. Yeah. But then the hero, Andy Anderson, is like, she's a cool girl who is like, 
making fun of the viewer really of like but it's kind of like making fun of like a kind of a girly girl and like even when she's being annoying Andy she has like a kind of a gender performance and like the 50s dresses and you know the music she likes and all that stuff and then the the wink of it is supposed to be like but don't worry she doesn't actually like women or girl stuff (laughs) what she actually likes is burgers wearing a vest um, yeah, being cuddling, being splashed with rainy. Like, yeah, exactly. Water. Going to the Knicks, yeah. like and, and sliding into the back of a kitchen of a curry restaurant, and yeah, uh, and, no, and being best mates with the and guys just having a rap that appears from yeah, nowhere like, oh, and being like, "What's the score, guys?" And <laughs> it, it, it is this kind of funny, like I don't know. It's it's. It, I'm not a fan of like. Oh, do you know the rom coms we watch? You were actually really toxic because like, I find that, <laughs> that like, like so anti intellectual and really boring. But like, it's like, oh wow, this is subtly like very manipulative. Of like, it's made made by men, written by men, and like, like here's who not to be women who are already like this because you're watching this movie. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, oh, I mean, I have so many thoughts on that. That's. You made so many good points, but I think yeah the the internalized misogyny in this is yeah. so rife. But I also think women we have so like women hate women. They like, hate people. Hate, hate women. Yeah, women hate women, women and men hate women. women. Suck like and it's not it's not really that we hate women. It's that we hate the like architecture around women and mm. all of that stuff. And we hate when we buy into it, and we hate when we don't buy into it. Yeah, and we just. Yeah, and so I think that that's what's kind of why women love it so much and also why it is, like, quite... It rubs in that weird, uncomfortable way because we all know we shouldn't do that stuff. Like, we all know that we shouldn't behave like that. But there is a part of us that really wants to. We really want to be like, look at these photoshopped (laughs) pictures of us. And We've all done it! Yeah. And now the technology exists, so you can do it much easier than Andy Anderson did her. Exactly, like the star sign. Our star signs are compatible. But anyway... And I think, yeah, there's so it's it's kind of really amazing to watch a woman do that and have the guy still like her. But in yeah. a way, it's like, wow, that. But then I also. Because he has to. Because of a bet. Yeah, but he does still fall in love with her. Yeah, yeah. But then I also feel like Matthew McConaughey's character is the kind of guy who would actually date a woman like that, that was, yeah. that was a bit nuts and was doing all of that stuff. Because, like, he, I think. Again, this is just like me being mean about him. But the people that tend to have those like really dramatic relationships where they're always breaking up and there's always drama and she's like quote unquote crazy. It's always the quite boring people, like the mm-hmm. quite dull, middle of the road, quite basic people. Oh, yeah. And I think he'd probably be like, yeah, she's got, you know, so much going on. Like it's it's really insane. Like it's, I've just, you know, I've got to be there for her. And, and he would kind of get a kick out of that. Yeah. So I do feel like, that's also why I'm like they're not going to last because he's going to realize like wait I actually preferred it when you were sort of storming out and naming my penis and, <laughs> and like you know telling waitresses buying me I'm dogs fat. Yeah, yeah buying me dogs making me wear Burberry but yeah um, so yeah I also so that's and then the third thing I was going to say was that um, it is like it, the Farrelly brothers with there's something about Mary that was mm. very much I felt like them saying. This is what we want women to be like, and it was it was horrible. It, 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 there's a speech that um, Cameron Diaz gives in that movie where she's like, "I want a guy who eats hot dogs, real hot dogs. I want a guy who drinks real beer. I want a guy who knows about this about sports. Who can, you know, whose handicap is this on golf? And all of these men are completely obsessed with her in the film. Right. But 
Whereas this feels more like it was written by like teenage boys. Mm. You know that thing mm. when you're a teenager and you hear girls, guys talking about other girls, and they're like, "Yeah, she's got like really good bum." But <laughs> I had I had these teenage boys the other day. I walked past them, and one of them was like, "I'd like to wrap my scarf around her neck." I was like, <laughs> "What are you talking about?" Um, but you know, they just when they don't know anything. This is like a yeah. guy talking yeah. about. Or like even in um, Forty Year Old Virgin when he's talking about touching a woman's breast, it's like, like a bag of sand. Like a bag of sand. Like this is there's something about this that is so um, yeah, like really basic. Like what what would a guy actually not want in a woman? I don't think it's I don't think it's this stuff. It's like <laughs> serious mental health issues. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, what you said a minute ago is um, so weird and so true in that like. I remember in my early dating days. Just in water. Mm, sound effects. In my early days of dating, very much doing the Andy character. As mm. I think, you know, it's a it's a phase we must all go through of like pretending to like sports or like I remember a big thing for me because I was also a huge fan of um the movie True Romance. Oh my god. Of like pretending to like Kung Fu movies. Oh <laughs> yeah. Just to be like yeah. uh Pichurka. And like yeah, but ba- and yeah. you know, various guises. And like men obviously go through these guises as well and we all sort of um try on personalities before we find ourselves. But um the it sounds like the article at the end of one of these movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but and, and and you know, having other female peers do the same thing and do different versions of the Andy character. And what I've actually found and learned through all these years of watching people and myself go in and out of relationships is that like, actually, if your if your goal is like the heteronormative goal of like getting married and settling down or whatever, the women who get it are the women who act like that, yeah. are the women who are incredibly jealous and possessive yeah. and they make a lot of rules on day one and they're, abs- they're hounding them the whole time. And we've all been in like a bar with a male mate and he's like you know you're about, everyone's about to get like the third pint and he's like on his phone and he's like I don't know I better go back and I'm like what why are you leaving again and he's like well you know her mum's coming tomorrow so we have to get the house ready and like every, looking yeah. at everyone being like guys that's normal and we're like <laughs> no it isn't we're 26 <laughs> like yeah, yeah and, and, and like everyone's being like why is he what's going on and then like the more I've seen it over the years like oh like there are a lot of men and this is like massive generality, obviously, but like who, when, when, they, <laughs> when they leave school and, and, and uni and college and whatever, they're like real life really hits them like a ton of bricks in the And they don't generally have these tight networks of like female friend groups that sort of remember their birthdays and hold them up and sort of like check in on them on a Saturday morning and stuff. And it can be like a really weird, lonely, alienating, isolating experience where the sort of like like female society is very structured male society I think is very freelance and mm, loose mm. and so then when like they're 26, 27 they meet some sort of like type A queen B girl who's all into like and here's and this weekend we're going to be in queue with my dad yeah. and we're picking out a fireplace for my mum they're like okay <laughs> that sounds fun <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah totally I do think that because this is the other thing I really like about romantic comedies is that it's just like a little boy and a little girl. It's like the most like yeah. purest, innocent thing. Like there's there's, there's never it's, you know if there's sex, it's it's alluded to, and it's this very sort of sweet like virginal. 
relationship. Yeah, it's, you're right. It is like a little boy and a little girl. It's like a, like a fake wedding that with between yeah. two children who live on your road. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Did that happen? That sounds adorable. I had many fake weddings in my time as a six-year-old. Um, and so, yeah, there's... And for me, what I find appealing about them is there's that moment, normally like before the declaration of love, where the guy looks at her and it is like... I don't know if you've ever had this as a kid, but it's when, like, the boy that you've dreamed of, mm. like, there's a boy that I dreamed of when I was in primary school and loved so much. And there was this one day where I was allowed to go to school with my hair down. I was never allowed to have my hair down. Because of knits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he he looked at me. He, like, put down his football and, like, looked at me, like, properly, like, saw me. Oh. And it was this thing of, like, wow. That boy likes me so much. He's not thinking about football right now. <laughs> and I think that that's like, that is ultimately what like romantic comedies are about, aren't they? It's like the, the little boy being like, oh, this this little girl's going to, you know, tell me, like, I like her. I don't know. There's yeah, just, no, there's a purity to it. Yeah. Because it's in in the world of the rom-com, the, the rest of the world doesn't exist. And this is your big concern. Exactly. In the same way when you're on like the playground in lunchtime in primary school, the concerns of that 25 minutes are the only concerns in the world. Yeah. And I guess for those boys, men who go for girls like this, it's like, do you know what? It's good to know where your drama is and to know that your drama is coming from someone who loves you. you know yeah, like, yeah. Like, if you're going to have, like, life is hard. And if there's going <laughs> to, you are going to have difficult things happen. So maybe it's better to have them all happen via one person. Yeah, well, I had this conversation before with um, a friend of mine who is an addict and is, you know, 12 step and all that kind of stuff and is a big person in the community. And um, he was talking to me about, like, how when he was a drug addict like his most his only problem was oh, getting yeah, more great. drugs yeah, you know yeah 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 and when you're in a relationship like this your only problem is is my girlfriend mad at me exactly <laughs> and you can deal with that yeah it like narrows the world in a very comforting yeah, way i you think you don't have to worry about i mean it's one of the things i really like about having a kid is that i like can't i don't have time to read the news anymore or to find out what's happening in the world because mm my son needs a banana and it's like it's so good to just be like he is happy yes yes i did it yeah uh, and i think yeah that like <laughs> so depressing it's, depressing. it's very depressing correct yeah. but that like narrowing of your world is actually mm. sometimes a real gift and so that's i think why sometimes people go for well a lot of people go for the drama yeah um but personally i cannot stand it it's also always people who haven't maybe had drama in their own lives. Oh, yeah. You know, like somebody who's had like a very sort of stable upbringing, nothing really bad ever happened mm -hmm. to them. So they've never really experienced like in sort of intense trauma or anything. Yeah. And so so this having is a like, girlfriend who will yell at them for knowing a woman's name. Is yeah, like... yeah, 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 yeah. That's like, whoa, yeah, stuff's happening. Stuff That's... is, I am in the plot. I finally understand what all those songs are about. Like, it's great. Um, but yeah, it's, I'm so glad that I don't have that. <laughs> I know, I know. Just an easy life. It's yeah, lovely. Yeah. Easy life with your friend who loves you. Mm. Um, so let's let's go through... I feel like we've like skipped over much of the basic premise, but Matthew McConaughey is an advertising executive, and his main thing is sports and beers. Yeah, and beers he plural. beer beers plural, and 
his main rivals are a female creative duo. The Judies. W- the Judies. One of whom is Shalom Harlow. Yeah, gorge. Gorge. Yeah. I've like only in the last few years realized that, that models are people. And like since, <laughs> since then I've been very interested in Shalom Harlow. So seeing her in this was great. Um, and uh, yeah, this, is, sorry, this is the other thing I want to talk about is that almost immediately with this movie and talking about it as like part of the last gasp of the great rom-coms it's very in conversation with the rom-coms that have come before it Mm -hmm. like obviously we have that sleepless in seattle uh reference uh when they go to see it together but there's also the first minute that we meet ben he's in his office changing his shirt which is a working girl reference yes you're right oh my god harrison ford and working girl and all the girls watching him through that i just love i love that it's very rewarding would have been a good oh yeah an age appropriate he's so good oh my god i love him I know. In that film as well, working on. Anyway, so yeah. yeah. Yes, yes, that's true, yeah. Yeah. And so he wants to break out of uh, sports and beers and into diamonds. Diamonds. <laughs> and what I actually, what I really like about it, so and I, I did work in advertising, and uh, I mean, obviously, like, you know, it's that thing of, I, I love it when movies take an industry and obsess over it and just sort of like, inflate it yeah and get it quite wrong quite wrong but like the essential logic of it being quite solid I find very satisfying and this whole thing of like uh, him him like crashing this advertising meeting between the Judys and his boss and being like diamonds are for everyone (laughs) and also he's saying like I respect women that's why I crash this meeting that you're having with these two female execs then that is never addressed that he respects women so much and yet he's trying to steal business from these two women who seem very good at their jobs yeah super good at their job (laughs) yeah and them just being like you can't say diamonds are for everyone because that sort of implies they're commonplace and therefore not worth anything it's like Yeah. yeah excellent point of the duties yeah. <laughs> well done you well yeah done. I'm kind of annoyed that it like backfires for the duties yeah and the the thing is I respect women I love women I can make women fall in love with me in fact I can make any women fall in love with me in fact by the gala that yeah, we're having with conveniently our in 10 days in 10 days I will find any woman and then the duties are like how about her the woman we have prior knowledge of and obviously by now we know that Andy wants to break out of being the how-to girl and she has taken inspiration from her friend Catherine Hahn. Uh, and again, once again, a great um, illustration of how women's magazines actually work, which is just like 10 women sitting in a room being like, who has a personal issue and can yeah. we mine it for content? Yeah, yeah. Like literally that is it. And she, so um, she, sorry to interrupt you. But Kate, no, please. Kate Hudson shadowed Anna Wintour for this. Did you know? Why? And I feel like that authenticity really comes through in her performance. But I just love that that was something that, like, this was a period of time when romantic comedies, people did research. They did, like, yeah. you know, this is when Bridget Jones, uh, Renee Zellweger, worked in a British publishing company. Um, Matthew McConaughey's preparation for it was he bought the motorcycle because he didn't want to look like he didn't know how to ride a motorcycle on Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. 
This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Screen. Anyway, wow, carry on. I'm sure he needed that excuse. But that that's, it's, because the thing is, a, a part of the thing that makes this part of that last gasp that we keep talking about is that you can see the money on screen. Yeah. So like having time to rehearse, for example, yeah, and like yeah. having time to research is all about money. And like all these scenes at like Nick's games that I don't, I think obviously lots of it is smoke and mirrors and movie magic, but it's also like you're seeing actual players. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. It like and, and all the diamond stuff. It's like, oh, this is like, and the music placement this is an expensive, expensive yeah, the movie. Music is crazy. It was fifty million, I think. All right, okay. Which for the time, maybe it was more than that. But it, it yeah, it was fifty million, and it made one hundred and seventy-seven million. Money well spent. Yeah, I mean, yeah. this is the thing as well. Romantic comedies make money. Put them in the cinema. Yeah. Women buy tickets. Women buy more cinema tickets than men, and they make money. And yet, it feels like every six years. We remember that women yes. go to the cinema. Exactly, yeah. Like, it's so weird how it's, like, just on a fucking... It's like a fucking sushi conveyor belt. It's like, but with epiphanies. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, oh, here comes the salmon and jiri, and here comes the fact that women go to the movies. Yes, yeah. they came for Barbie, and they came for Bridesmaids, and yeah. they came for Thelma and Louise, and they came for, like, any fucking movie. Yeah. It's so Nick annoying. The movie will go. We love going to the cinema. There's nothing like watching... Like especially a rom com or Barbie movie, like with yeah. other women. Like women love meeting together. We love sitting in rooms together. It's like what we've always yeah. done. We just love it because we don't have sports. Yeah, I mean also, we do technically, according to Danny Anderson. But yeah. uh... <laughs> no, we 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 do, but we don't. Like it's, yeah. that's not for us. Yeah, whereas make something for us and we go. This is the thing where like my um, husband was trying to understand the whole Taylor Swift thing. Mm-hmm. Not just, obviously he has two ears and a heart, so he understands <laughs> that like, it's nice music, but like the, the jump that Taylor Swift has made in the last couple of years from very famous woman to the most famous and adored woman in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and I try to explain that it's like, you know, obviously men go to football games to, because they're interested in football, but we we all know that's an excuse. Yeah. And what it actually is is a concentrated space for men to be men. Yeah. <laughs> and to act like and to be sort of bullish and loud and sort of for testosterone to just be the reigning emotion and the reigning hormone of a huge space and how kind of thrilling that feels. And I'm not taking that away from them. I think it must feel I'm like so being jealous. on drugs. When like, I see that, when I see like all these men streaming out of, or I mean women yeah. in football as well, of course, but like when I see the yeah. majority of these men streaming out and like they've all just had this like shared cathartic experience I'm so yeah. jealous, and it, it it is about being male. They're yeah, watching men, yeah. whatever. And um, but that that thing is transmuted onto something like the Eras tour or the Barbie yeah. movie of being like the if you take testosterone and build it up, it looks like football. If you take estrogen and build it up, it looks like Barbie or Taylor. It looks like sincerity and brightness and hope and like the belief that you can change things and make things good and feelings and you know, sadness and mm. that's what we and like it was the first time he kind of got it yeah yeah and that's why we need the cinema <laughs> women oh, need the cinema totally I mean there's so many deeper things going on as well like the I've just made a film about witches um, and with that 
people people have always been scared of women talking like mm-hmm. women meeting together if women met together you were witches like mm. it's always been they've always tried to separate us and to yeah stop us like finding this common ground and and they're so scared of things that are generally the domain of women so pregnancy birth uh and i think as well like falling in love i think there's something mm. about like because it does feel like a much more female space, especially because it's one of the only sort of worlds where we actually have equal power, because mm. hopefully, mm. because there's two of you in that relationship. And sometimes we hold the power. And so I think that there's just a real fear around it and like a discomfort around it, which I think is why these these films don't get made as much and and they get sort of pushed and like, you can have them. They're just on Netflix, darling. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, and no, they look actually, like shit. Yeah, and they look like shit. And they're the. And it used to be that you would. The actors would like start their career in romantic comedies mm. and it would it would be this way to like make the audience completely fall in love with you and then we would follow you into yeah. whatever as you were yeah. saying before like Julia this. Roberts starts off with Mystic Pizza and then she gets to do things like the Pelican Brief you exactly, know exactly <laughs> yeah um, Mystic Pizza is still better and directed <laughs> by the same guy that directed I know I was about yeah. to talk about that yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah so I, I just think that there's like something really witchy and magical about those things those experiences where women have more power or at least equal power that is terrifying to men and potentially probably to women as well and that's why they don't want us to go into cinema together. they don't want us to go in there <laughs> they don't they don't or they don't value it i don't understand like it's like marvel stuff it's kind of you know everyone's like marvel saved it's like no i mean yeah but that's but if you did the same thing which is romantic comedies if you did mm. that for women like they so anyway Ben and Andy meet, and it's I I th- again I know you're anti McConaughey, but I do think yes, when you're just focusing on him, it's not attractive. But he is able to bounce with women in a way that makes them shine. Yeah, he's the kind of guy that when I think it's do you know what, I think it's that I'm like he would never go for me, so I can't. Matthew McConaughey doesn't fancy me. There is no world in which he would shine his light on me. But I know that if he did, I'd be like, <gasps> because he's so gorgeous and charming. And yeah, you're right. He like that that meet cute where they're just like, you yeah. know, like they're yeah. hungry, hungry, yes. unattached, yeah. and it's such a nice bounce back yeah. and forth. Um, and yeah, they are obviously like really sexually attracted to each other immediately as well. So yeah, I do. Th- I agree with you. I think that I'm I'm coming round to him. You're changing my mind on him. <laughs> I'm not saying I love him. I'm just saying I appreciate him here. Yeah, I appreciate him here. Um, yeah, and so the whole thing is like, oh, they it's a bet, it's an article or whatever, and this thing of they have this lovely night together, then they sort of... Their whole kind of foreplay situation, what did you make of all that? Well, all the, like, let's not have... Let's do it, let's not do it. But, well, apparently... Right. There was a version of the script where they did have sex, which is kind of what should mm. happen because it should be that you have. Because there was some, I read mm. somebody saying that I think this was a review from the time, which was like there was a point where in the script it said they had sex, but then they, the director said that he didn't want his twelve-year-old daughter to watch it if if they had sex on the first date. And it's a bit right. like, well, what's going on? Like, just have the yeah. conversation with your twelve-year-old daughter. Interesting. Um, but because then somebody said, well, a man will do, will put up with anything before sex. 
which mm. I I think is a very like stereotypical idea mm-hmm. of like men and stuff. But yeah, so they don't have sex mainly because the director thought it was uncouth. But so I think I I understand it. I think that they're sort of saying, I think it kind of works because they're saying like we shouldn't. Oh, but we really want to. Oh no, mm. let's wait. Let's wait. It's it's just interesting the kind of sexual the moral sexual logistics in this movie of like they don't actually have sex until they're sort of in love yeah you know and that but that's in every romantic comedy in Runaway yeah, Bride totally they're about to get married before they've yeah even they've did like kissed they snog <laughs> and then yeah it's 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 so Victorian Edwardian Georgian ancient you know right it's like it's I mean it's absolutely mad but it's almost like it, it's this sort of weird sort of sexual purity that happens in movies that are sort of about sexuality which yeah. is so such a weird thing um, of like but they're just two little we, kids we can, just two babies a four year old and a five year old um, that like we can't make a whore out of our heroine essentially oh, yeah, because constantly, if she were yeah. to sleep with him based on an article she was writing, it would sort of be her prostituting herself or and her work. And she'd lose her power. Although, yeah. in Failure to Launch... Um, Does Sarah Jessica Parker sleep with Sarah Jessica Parker sleeps Even though it's for a job? For a job. So she's being paid by ah. his parents. <laughs> no one's seen this film. It sounds absolutely mad, but... This is a film that exists. <laughs> yeah, she's been paid. So anyway, and that to me is like this huge transgression because it's like, what? Wait, what are we doing here, guys? Was like, there's. I think that the rules of the romantic comedy are very yeah. strict and yes. do kind of have to be obeyed mm-hmm. because if, because I do think as well, if that's like a whole power sort of uh, balance thing mm. because she's when she leaves, she's like. I'm going to ruin your life. And he's yeah. like, I'm going to make you fall in love with me. Yeah. They sort of say that from a distance. You don't, they don't actually say it to each other. And I think that that's kind of what this is about. It's like they're two people who both want to win. Mm-hmm. And it's like a fun, like, all is fair in love and war game. Yeah. And I think if they'd had sex, then I do think it would... It would cheapen it. <laughs> it would. Well, it would, it would sort of... I don't know. This, you know, it's so difficult because there is this thing of like, if a woman has sex with a man, isn't there something like his DNA or so- this is not scientific, but there is something like there's there's a physical, it's a, if there's penetration, mm-hmm. there's like a physical act there that is, he's been inside you. Like, and it's mm. a big deal. I don't mm. know. I'm such a prude. I've like never, ever had sex. Sex ever. Before. Never had sex ever. <laughs> <laughs> but there is, I don't know. I think that it, I kind of understand that. I like. I don't. No, think I get. No, I get. No, I get it. It's it, it's but. just interesting, and it's like it's funny because um, uh, have you seen that new Jennifer Lawrence movie, No Hard Feelings? Yeah, I really liked it. I really liked it just reminded me of my youth in a really yeah. fun way, and like oh, it was she's a, just so funny. She's just so funny and so good, oh, and like it was just such gorgeous. a slight spoiler, but it was like so refreshing to see a female nude scene that was played for laughs yeah that wasn't it's just so like funny. a woman crying and brushing her hair while she yeah like or something you yeah, know? yeah 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 <laughs> um, like being like I'm fat <laughs> but there's this yeah exactly but there's this like scene uh, and the premise of that movie is it's again a very premisey premise of like uh, she is it's like a failure to launch thing like she's going mm. to date this these rich people's like teenage son in order to like, kind of get him ready for the 
adult world, essentially. And it's very much before he goes to Princeton. They want him to. They want her to have sex with him. Yeah, they're yeah. paying for sex or yeah. whatever. But they, it's kind of they. It's sort of dealt with and dismissed while she's talking to her friends who she works with, of just being like, yeah, like women. The guy's like, you can't have sex with him for money, and she's like, so what? I had sex for way less good yeah, reasons yeah, than this. Yeah, that's so true. Yeah. I love that. I, I love sort that. of putting a sort of a, a button on it of being like, it's just not that big a deal. Yeah. Like, well, I think that's the thing about sex work, isn't it? It's yeah. Like, if this, again, it's this thing where women are made to feel so much shame around it, but actually it's a really legitimate use of our bodies. You know, it, yeah. It, I think, like, there's, there's a, a, there is a well, if, if men had that same, if it was, if it was a similar thing where, like, the desire, the demand for sex work from men was as high as it is yeah. for women. It would not be shameful. There would be so many famous prostitutes. Oh my who god! Are men. And they'd be making so much. They'd money. They'd have TV shows. Oh, like... It'd be incredible. And you kind of think, yeah, that's again, it's because you don't, you're not comfortable with women behaving like that. Yeah. Um, but with this film, though, I do think that the the power balance is so crucial to their fight. Yeah. They're fine, and so then the kind of the middle. We're on to the middle section of the movie. Then that just is like her torturing him, and I do think it's really well paced. Yeah, and it it starts with like her being like at the Knicks game, being like, "I'm thirsty, yeah. Benny, Benny, Benny Boo, Benny, Benny Boo," and then, "Oh, is it diet?" Like, yeah. it's so good. It's so good, and just the, yeah, the kind of thing that again, you can imagine a woman doing one of those women that we were talking yeah. about and the guy just being like yeah I'll go and you're like but she could have just gone like if she's yeah. that thirsty or just like ask her to wait but they're like oh no but I couldn't <laughs> you know I, oh, but no like I, I, I had a friend um, who had this girlfriend who she had to like clean no he had to clean their flat all the time because she was really anxious about like how tidy the flat was, mm-hmm. uh, but then would also refuse to like. He was like, "Can't we just get a cleaner?" She was like, "No," because I don't want anyone like going through. So these, right, right, right. There were all of these things where he just he's like, you, ca- you kind of you get to a point in the conversation where it's just like, "No," because she told me I had to do it. You know, and it's like, "Oh, okay, all right. I guess we're not going anywhere." further down this road of like, communication <laughs> and yeah I, so I love that I love that as like an, a gateway um, crazy lady yeah move. Mm. yeah of all the mad things she's done which of them are you the most guilty of uh, um, if we were to categorize them I think that my urge would be the like calling over and over again and leaving the voicemail oh really like, where are you hello it's me again yeah just when she calls the meeting and she just goes it's me (laughs) i love that yeah just wanting like wanting plans like wanting to see them like what are we doing um but i really reined Mm. it in i remember i had like my first proper boyfriend i would wait at least 24 hours to text him back even if it was something that he really needed a reply to immediately and he was like he sort of noticed like it's always exactly 24 hours I was like oh oh no I've been had <laughs> so yeah that I, I cannot stand I remember one of my first big fights with my husband was like I was like when am I going to see you next 
And he said, I don't know. I've got a really busy week. I was like, well, I need to know because I need to make plans. He was like, well, I don't I, mm. I, I don't know yet. And that was just, I... Oh, yeah. Like, that would be me as well. Yeah. Be, be a bit of me. Yeah. I really need, like, I need to know dates. what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Hmm. I do think the clinginess, probably. I think definitely in the beginning of a relationship, I'm like... Well, we're having such a fun night time now. Why don't we just keep rolling this into tomorrow? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> but then have you ever had the thing where there's someone stay, like a guy stays over and mm. you're like, oh, I just want you to leave. Yeah. Have you ever made up, I've made up excuses and been like, I've really got, I'm so sorry. I've got to actually go into town to do something. I've, and I've like left yeah. the house with them and then just turn around and gone straight back. I've done the old, like leaving them in my house and me just sneaking out. Oh, wow. Yeah. And like, which is like, only with people I actually knew. Yeah, never yeah, a stranger course. or anything. Yeah. And this is like very much student days or whatever. I was just being like, me and my friend who I lived with, just like both bring people home that we hated. <laughs> and just, I remember us sneaking out. And it was like nine in the morning, and we stayed out until five o'clock to make sure they had both left. And we got like Imagine breakfast. That. We got a lasagna. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like, do we have any more jobs that we could possibly do? Because make no sure way of they're knowing. not. There. You can't. Because no. Yeah. I, d- imagine if you'd come back and they'd still. They're still there. waiting. Oh my god. And then we were like, you know, what if they're talking? <laughs> oh god, about us. Yeah. So, that's interesting. Yeah. That I I remember, one of the first times I sort of stayed at my husband's place, for, a, like two nights. Like we did two, and it was just mm-hmm. like this is heaven. Like to be, like, yeah. Like, this is like we're almost living together and I really just didn't want to leave oh my god yeah totally when like I remember the first time it's my husband just two married ladies gabbing <laughs> about their husbands talking about our fellas oh, and we, we met at work and uh, you know we were dating for a little while whatever and then like going home with him on the Friday night and then when it came to like Saturday 7 o'clock I was like all right, we've watched three movies and had sex nine times. Like, yeah, yeah. Time for me to go. And he was like, don't go. Okay. Oh, and you're like, and then, wait, wait. It's like a bonus at night. And you're yeah. like, so what, we, what are we going to, we could just like get, should we, should we like cook something? Yeah, the Frida, it's like being on, like it felt like being on half term and not, yeah. and like not remembering you're on half term in school. Of yeah. Being like, Tomorrow is Monday and I don't have to go to school. Yeah. And we don't <laughs> have to do the sort of dating stuff. We can just like. Yeah. Oh, I remember that. Like, we could bake something. When that, like, that bit of the relationship where you're sort of, like, post-dating but pre-officially together. Yeah. Where you can, like, do homey domestic stuff but, like, in a very cool girl way. Yeah, yeah, and it's still, it's still fun. Yeah. And you're still wearing Wearing the big t-shirts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I think, um, oh, I loved that. I love that phase so much. And I only ever had it with my my husband um so he's the only man I've he's the only man I've ever lived with but yeah that when it became sort of oh I can I remember I started realizing like I can come and just stay at his house after work and he'll and he'd like cook me dinner and it was yeah what is and it feels like you're playing it feels like it really does yeah pretending and then yeah it's so good it's so good so yeah clingy Clingy, clingy, clingy would clingy be the big mingy. one. Um, just randomly demanding to know what he's thinking about. I'd say be a big oh, one for me you, as well. Them. Not oh. during the movie because I'm a very much a strict non-talker during a movie. Mm. And like, I'll if someone if I, if I invite somebody over for a film and they start talking, I'll do that thing where I just like lean forward and pause and go, 
I'm sorry, say again. <laughs> what? Yeah, and yeah. like like I won't unpause it until I'm sure they're done talking and they definitely receive it as passive aggression. Oh wow. Which it partially is. I love that. <laughs> I'm I'm like that as well, but I live with again, I'm talking about my husband all the time. I always do this. I live with someone who's like Who's that guy? Where's that guy? Like who is he? What's his name? And and I'll like no and I'll just be like oh. But so he just talks always. But now we've gone to this thing where I knit while we're watching TV. Oh, I've just gone nice. knitting, and he plays <laughs> his slide guitar. <laughs> and so now it's like all bets are off, and we can just do whatever we want. Oh, okay. But we've you been, found freedom. Yeah, we've been together for a long time. How long are you together? Uh, fifteen years. Wow, loads. Mm. I mean, I say lo- that feels like long, but there's yeah. probably people who. I mean, I imagine there's lots of people who've been together for longer than yeah, my parents. Years. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, okay, yeah. So watching, talking during TV, but then okay, I remember as well. Just thinking about what you said about asking what they're thinking. I one of my first boyfriends. I was so insecure, and I was so in love with him, and he was a bit older than me, and I like just didn't really know I could tell I was you know when you're like you could tell that you're losing them you can tell that yeah, they're going off yeah. you and I um I read in a magazine like composure like <laughs> men love it when you think they're fascinating and so I just started like saying that's fascinating I mean that is true <laughs> <laughs> but I don't think they mean like actually just say wow that's fascinating <laughs> and he was like it makes me feel weird when you say that and you god. know when you're like oh god I'm being creepy I'm like being it's and I can tell that you don't like it but the more I I'm do being, this the yeah. more you don't like it and the more I do it it's like it's the worst here's an unpopular opinion that I think will make lots of women on Instagram mad at me great including some former colleagues I love that I think it's okay that women's magazines are dying <laughs> I don't think they're good <gasps> They're not good to read. Oh my god, guys! I don't think they're good. <laughs> Do you remember in Grazia? Is Grazia I, I actually exist? think Grazia is good because Grazia—they're running a weekly thing. There's some bits from in like fucking you know, I don't know. But do you remember when- Affordable high street Marks and Spencer's bits A couple of news stories Some bits about a Kardashian Oh but the That's news fine. stories Is so I And it's know. also I don't But really, I admire the effort It's so patronising though It's like Do you know what I read a woman's magazine Because I want to know about Womanly stuff I yeah. I can read I know what a newspaper is Guys It's like they're trying To sort of Trojan Just horse Meet you like, where you are Hey yeah. guys just so you know, there's other things happening in the world other than and we know about them. And we really think you should know about this. I don't know. It drives me kind of amazing. Who are they for? Who is this for? And like, I just feel like we can't keep women's magazines alive just because we like 90s rom-coms. Well, yeah. And also, yeah, I, I'd always, I, I haven't bought one. I think the last time I bought one was like the last time I went on a plane. I'd always buy them at the airport. Mm-hmm. Just, just, and I'm always like, what is this trash? I, I always think I'm <laughs> same at the airport. I always think I'm giving myself like a luxurious yeah, treat, and then it's really just, expensive. They're so expensive. And there's always there's the high fashion ones like I love Love magazine, which I don't think exists anymore. Do yeah, but that and I always I think that's such an amazing like the fashion and the photography and that and the art and that was yeah amazing. But, yeah, but it was it was kind of inaccessible as well. It didn't like. There wasn't enough in it to sort of counterbalance that in a way that would mm. be accessible to someone like me who's not high fashion. Yeah. It, 
I don't know. It does feel like there's a real gap in the market. I remember this actually yeah. pitching this to somebody when I used to work at a magazine. It is. And I think it probably won't come back, but it's weird that like whenever I pick up like a copy of Esquire or GQ, the writing is good and it's like not condescending and it's about interesting things and like they're good interviews. And it's like, you get and also a lot of great like, women profile writers like Taffy Brodesser Ackner oh writing for GQ was some yeah. of the best sort of or and like all kinds of magazines that are mo- mainly for men yeah great profiles with yeah. lots of budget and is it I so I don't know is it a money thing is it a marketing thing I don't know what it is but I just think women's magazines are bad and deserve to die yeah I think you're right I think I do think it's it's about the I've used this term already, but the architecture around them. It's mm. like, well, we, we if we're going to have a good interview, we've also got to have a dress that you, you know, a, a big feature on weddings or something. Yeah. There's, and I, and I do think it's very similar to romantic comedies where it's like this misunderstanding of who women are and like what yeah. women want and also hating women. And so it's, they just, it's a real difficulty in trying to, in, in just, understanding what women actually want and being yeah. like oh let's give you a way to do that and and women do it to each other as well like we i don't know i mean as a mother like so much of like the birth stuff and just motherhood in general it's so pink and perfect and pretty mm. and feminized and like clean and neat and then motherhood is not like that at all or it's like hempy and yeah but earthy but, but like and- shamed Right. shamed pressure like yeah. even when it's like just do a natural birth it's like yeah, yeah. that's a, a natural birth is actually and this is gonna make women angry at me this is actually like birth with no pain like killer like yeah that, that, so that's like an insane amount of pain mm. that you're encouraging women to go through and you're being like just breathe it's like anyway so i do think like there's a real issue in western culture of how to deal with the fact that women are complex and messy and bloody and dirty and angry and full of rage and <laughs> and that we and we don't get to make that stuff ourselves men make it for us yeah and so they're sort of saying but we'd rather you were like this we'd rather you we like the even in how to lose a guy in 10 days the, the film horror, we're sensibly here to speak yeah, about. yeah the horror <laughs> music when he like finds the tampons in the bathroom oh yeah you know it's yeah, this discomfort around like the realities and the complexities of like who women are and what what we want. There should be a witch magazine. I'm so into <laughs> witches. There should be a witchy like magazine or just something that is, yeah, just yeah, amazing profiles with amazing people written by great people. And I believe it's the gentlewoman. Yeah, I I did I do like that man. Yeah, yeah. I but I'm, I think I guess I'm talking more about like the mainstream glossies that we see in these movies. Like, the gentlewoman is never going to have a movie made about it. And it shouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> it would be very, very um, serious. Yeah. What do you make of all the family stuff? Um, bullshit. Bullshit. <laughs> Why do they live in New Jersey? Oh. Why do they a southern family who live in New Jersey? I feel like that needs at least a button of an explainer. Yeah, she does have an explainer. Oh. It does. I'm sorry. No, but it's... Again, I know this because they really struggled to find a, an actor to do um to play Benny right um and then Matthew McConaughey's name came up and they were like oh but he's southern like why yeah. is he in New York and so they were like well his dad was in the army 
And so there's a bit where she, when they yeah. get to his house, yeah. he's, she's like, who's this handsome fella? And he's like, that's my dad. He was in the army. He was stationed here about 10 years ago. So that's why. Oh. But, but, but to me. Why would you be in the army station in New Jersey? Uh, uh, the river? The... <laughs> or, no, or Staten Island, Staten is it? Staten Island, yeah. yeah. Water? Water. Navy? 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 I don't know. I also... That's I, why we have that moment with the dad. Yeah. So weird. So, I mean, in general, the family <sighs> aspect, I don't really feel like we need it. Like, oh, I like it, it a lot. Do you? I really like it. I really feel it as well. I love that when the mum meets Andy, she's like, oh, you're so much prettier than you sound on the phone or something. Because <laughs> Andy's been phoning his mum and being like, okay, I love you. Right, speak to you later. Bye. It's so good. Um, I do. I, the family stuff, though, it feels like that's them just more sort of attempting to flesh out his character by being like, he has a family. Yeah, and a nephew. How about that? Yeah, and an, and um, a sister who's a nurse. And a sister who's a nurse and a farting uncle. There you go. And he's good at cards. And his brother-in-law is a policeman. <laughs> this and is a, a working class man. Yeah, but he's not. He doesn't seem working. No, like, he looks he so money. No, he looks like he lives on a plantation house. Yeah, he does. Like, And that he would come to a door and be like, I would like to take you out for the evening, you know? <laughs> I think, yeah, that's why Ben Affleck. It should be Ben Affleck. It should be Ben Affleck, yeah. Mm. And his friend, Matt Damon. Yeah. <laughs> Both of them. Both of them at once. That's the new movie. Um, that's how these things get made. Uh, but I, I, I've, I've... That thing of, like, Andy's hinted to very melancholy backstory, it can only yeah. be that Elizabeth Wakefield died. Elizabeth Wakefield died. Their parents did a murder-suicide. <laughs> And she's just like, I love this house. I love the sounds. and the... Yeah, I love the smells. You really believe she, everyone she knows is dead. You really do. It's like, and she's like, when your mom hugged me, it was like a real hug. It's like, whoa. Yeah. Something is going on there. Something, but... Yeah. <laughs> He's like. And ostensibly, it should be sort of like guilt about the scam that she's doing. Yes, it should be. Oh, I've, you know. Yeah, I... I've gone in too deep here. This is too much. Yeah, I'm, I'm a bit freaked out that you're family being so nice to me and... yeah but she's sort of 10% over exit so you're just like what happened to Andy <laughs> her sister died her, her sister, sister died in a motorcycle accident probably yeah, that's how everyone absolutely. dies in Sweet Valley yeah. High those motorbikes and or drugs. drugs or drugs drugs drinking and motorbikes yeah Any, one of those yeah but yeah they um, do you believe that they would get back together Oh, and this is yeah. the other thing as well. When the, the unmasking at the diamond ball. Yeah, the diamond ball. Like the, Again, money. Money, yeah. Money. So much money. But yeah, I I just don't know if I believe. Because the thing as well is when he goes and stops her on the bridge, mm. she's moving to DC yeah. to, do, to write serious things because they'll yes. let her write that there. Mm -hmm. But she's only got an interview. She hasn't actually got a job. Yeah. <laughs> The in in general the stakes are unbelievably low. Yeah, because like, it's like she write she's writing her like weekly column or whatever. It's like at any point she could go like, and the twist is, I actually fell in love with him. Yeah. So here's something like, at any point she could just say to her editor, "We're really getting on." Yes. <laughs> and like also his whole thing is like, it's not even to get the account. It's so his boss will let him pitch, pitch for the account yeah. over the Judies. Yeah. 
Just wants the two women he's trying to ruin. Just wants to ruin those women's lives. Yeah. But he respects women. So it's Stakes fine. are so low. And then it's almost like the movie realises they're so low 10 minutes from the end by making them sing Carly Simon at each other. Yeah. Apparently they were really angry. Apparently they weren't sort of getting on at that point. Really? I think they did really get on. But I think there was some like tension. And um, they, they there's like a lot of takes of that where they were like really, really... Angry with it does other. feel tense. It does. It's not my favorite. The cast starts singing performances I also, of a movie. It, it just it doesn't fit. It doesn't fit, and it's not really a. I mean, yeah, it's also it's, the movie's not about that. No, it, like there's definitely an argument for someone to make a romantic comedy inspired by You're So Vain by Carly Simon, and I would I would go to cinema with me and my six hundred best friends to it mm. and restart cinema as an okay, industry. Bragging about how many friends. Great, I've got. I have so many friends. <laughs> We'll restart cinema together. Um, uh, but that's not what the movie's about. But like this kind of runner of You Are So Vain makes no sense. Well, also, You Are So Vain is such a good song. Yeah, like a famously great song. Yeah. And that, that was my other argument of like when she, in his CD changer, is very yeah, like yeah. turn of the century CD changer, of being like, we have like Jewel, Shania, Fiona, and Carly or whatever. It's like, yeah, they're all great artists. Yeah, yeah. No, but I think she's just put those CDs in there. Yeah, I know. But yeah. like the implication is supposed to be that she's like oh, femming I up see, his plays. Oh, I see. When actually, yeah, that's like, legit. Yeah. Yeah, I um, I don't really, it doesn't really do anything for me, the Carly Simon thing. And in general yeah. as well, the, the diamonds aspect of there being, I, I didn't feel like there really needed to be diamonds at the gala, other than yeah. for like the joke of she's. Oh, I really like the diamonds at the gala. Oh, do you? Yeah. What do you like about it? I just would like to go to a party like that. <laughs> I think it would be fun. You are looking like you would wear the Isadora diamond. Yes, Caroline, you look gorgeous. Yeah, that does nothing for me. I wouldn't even want to go to the party. I don't like going to parties. Oh, I like a party. Oh, I love staying at home. <laughs> That's, that's I'd be us, like, I guess. this is this is. Uh, can we leave? Yeah. I do think she does a really good job of being a uh, partner of a person at a work party. Oh, she does. Yeah, she really I like amu- well. She amuses herself, which yeah. is really crucial. And she also is like, "Oh, you're his boss. Oh, yeah. lovely to meet you." Like, yeah, she, yeah and. Yeah, I, I totally, I I noticed that as well. This time, maybe because I'm a bit older, I was like, that's really good. It's really good form. Mm, yeah. And just kind of letting him do his thing. Yeah. Well, she's like, oh, I'll just get a drink. Oh, oh, she's oh, really doing the rounds. Yeah. Like. Yeah, she's she's like, she knows what she's doing. But yeah, I, um, I still just don't really, <laughs> I don't know. Like, the, yeah, that drama of him reading the article and rushing to stop her just feels so tacked on I guess it's like how how else could they really end it yeah I mean there's only one way for these things to end it has to be a race to the airport it has to be a race to the airport anyway that's the end of the movie and we're out of time but Mm. do you have anything else to add um I guess just if you were gonna name Matthew McConaughey's penis what would you name it (laughs) Surf vet. <laughs> Surf vet. I just feel like Matthew McConaughey is a person. It's amazing that he's a movie star because he should be on like a Sky One middle of the afternoon drama called Surf Vet, where he like heals dolphins. Yes. In a <laughs> oh my god. That's it. And he shouldn't be a leading man yeah. like romantic comedy lead. So his penis is called Surf Vet. 
Okay, that's cool. I like that. <laughs> what would you like to call his penis? Uh, sports. With a Z. <laughs> because it seems to be the only thing he cares about. I would call it sports. 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 Hey, sports. Hey, sports. Should we do some sports? He only cares about... And poker. But that's a sport. That's a in sport. In a way. Yeah, it's a table sport. Yeah. Yeah. A table sport. <laughs> anyway, Elizabeth Sankey, you are a musician and a documentarian. Mm. Which is such a cool two things to be. Yeah, I'm really cool. <laughs> to be just one of those things, cool. But to be two of them, mm. you're like both halves of a romantic comedy where someone's a musician and someone's a documentarian. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I haven't seen any documentarians in romantic comedy. Oh, surely. Film people, maybe. But it not feels really. like one of those. I'm yeah, working on my like, documentary. You're Lisa Todd Wexley. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Which of those things would you like? Our listeners check out the soonest. Oh well, they could watch romantic comedy, which is my essay film about romantic mm-hmm. comedies, which I haven't watched since I made it in 2019. So it probably isn't any good. <laughs> it has dated really badly. But um, how could it have dated badly? That. Well, uh, because I think I was like. <laughs> um, I was like, yeah, roman- I love romantic comedies, but they're really problematic. Hmm, and everyone in them is white. That's bad too. Maybe they should make romantic comedies that don't just feature people exactly like me. And it was like, this is a revolutionary idea, isn't Aww. it, guys? And actually, it's like, yeah, everyone else has already realized that. I, I feel the exact same way with my first book, where it's like, maybe old men at work shouldn't have sex with their much younger colleagues yeah. because of power dynamics. Yeah. And then Me Too happened everyone was like, yeah. I think it's a problem, isn't it? Because especially when you're talking about stuff that is like more political or is like yeah. in the zeitgeist and then, oh yeah, it dates really badly. When yeah, especially when we're living in the information age yeah. where like conversations and dynamics within those conversations move on so quickly and yeah. you're like, oh, I was relevant for 10 seconds five years ago. Yeah, like I think about my son watching my watching romantic comedy and him being like, did, what? what? Sorry, did you not know? Yes. Um, Mom, this is so weird. Stop I'm sure it. it's great. It is great. It's great. <laughs> it's great. What about your music? Is that dated? Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't, I haven't listened to my music ever since, like, for, Go on, back for yourself. No, I just finished a film that is coming out this year, mm. um, and it's about witches and it's about motherhood, and I'm really excited about it. Um, and I would like people to look out for that, please. Thank you. Thank you. Good one. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com